Quarter after 8 o'clock on a Thursday, Yerachmiel Begun is in our studio here at JM in the AM. I will introduce him to you and you to him coming up. But first, we will open up this segment with a brand new song from Yerachmiel Begun of the Miami Boys Choir. You may be aware of the fact, I think everybody is, they have a brand new 13-song CD entitled The Olam Va'ed, Forever. And we get a chance to, even though we've been playing it already, to officially debut it this morning right here at JM in the AM. It's a new music alert Thursday. Keep it here at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. There it is. The opening selection from your Achmiel Begun in the Miami Boys Choir. It is called the Olam Va'ed Forever. If you're watching on Facebook Live, you see the cover right now. Go to Facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. Facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network to see our conversation as it happens. Your Achmiel Begun is in our studio, and I say... You're Achmiel Begun. Welcome back to JM in the AM. It is great to be back, Nachum. It is nice to see you. I'm telling you, it's really like a blast from the past. Last time we saw each other was on Pesach, a very, very successful show in Brooklyn, New York. You actually introduced this song that night. We did, actually. and um, Good reaction to it, yeah, I remember. It, it yeah. was. My it was kids a, were there, and they said, oh, this is a hit, this is a hit. Yeah, yeah, it's a good song. We worked hard, <laughs> we worked hard on the choreography. Right. We worked hard really good, and then by the time the show was over, they really knew it. <laughs> <laughs> All they needed was one concert, then they yeah. really knew the song. Right, because usually, you know, we do two shows on a Chalamay. Right. So I always tell the kids, you know, we're going to go out that first night, we're going to do great, but right. we'll have it really good by the second right. night. Do you remember the year... That you and I, I was there that year. We did four shows in three days. Well, It was in three days, right? Wasn't it four shows Are you talking about 94? I think it was 1994. Well, it was actually four shows in four nights. It was four nights? Because we did it Mutsi Yantif. Wasn't there once a year where there were two shows in a day? Am I wrong? That was the 1993. And that was a total of three? Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, and Saturday night. Oh, because that was a total of three. So one year we had a total of three, one year a total of four, and four nights. Actually, it went from Miami Experience 1 to Miami Experience 5. Miami Experience 1 was one show. Right. Miami Experience 2 was two shows up with on the road to Shalim to right. play. Marriage Experience 3 was three shows. Marriage Experience 4 was four shows. But Marriage Experience 5 was back to one show at, 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 at <laughs> you NASA. Got, you got smart again. At oh, Na- but it was a big show. No, NASA, NASA Coliseum. Right, right, right. right. Um, and what I remember you telling me, it also, and he, you know, obviously a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but why wouldn't this be true? Uh, I remember you telling me that the people who were there the fourth night of the four not that they, not that anybody who was there early in this run, you know, was cheated out of a great show. Was right. great, but imagine those who were sitting there the fourth night really got a very tight, incredible performance because they had been on stage all week. Actually, I remember speaking to you about it. It's only twenty-four years ago, <laughs> but I remember telling you that the plus and minus of the fourth show. Right. One hand very tight. Other hand, a little tired. Right. The kids are tired. Everyone's tired, frankly. Right, right. right. So even, he, even your MC was tired by that. Really? It's <laughs> good to know that you can get tired. Uh, yeah, at times. I didn't know that's possible. Go to Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, we are in studio with your Achmiel Begun. Now, what's, one of the things that's unique about all this, meaning about the brand new album, is that a lot of people, many of your colleagues, many of the people we know who've been in that chair, have gone the route of releasing singles, releasing videos, doing so sporadically. And by sporadic, it's not a criticism, meaning, you know, every few months they'll come out with something significant, some even more often if they're, you know, at enough weddings where they're putting together these homemade videos. And uh, and that's the route they're going. You, in 2018, and I'm sure very successfully, because I hear what's going on on the street, and this is already a big seller, I'm sure, you go completely against conventional wisdom, against what everyone's doing, and release a 13-song CD, I'm emphasizing that you made sure to release it on CD in addition to, you know, iTunes and all that. Right. And, and what's funny, by the way, I actually saw one of the young people out there proud of the fact that they had both the CD and iTunes. Really? Like, yeah, they were like, Can we interview him? Because, because <laughs> one of the reasons they like the CD, right. and they're not used to this at the age of 10, 12, 15, 20, they're not right. used to this, right. that you get a booklet. 
with all the information and all the pictures and everything you want to know and all the people you want to thank and point out, and that's important to them. So it's the best of both See, worlds. See, I'll tell you, Nachum, I think that when we're talking about different colleagues in the business, right? right? I think we're in, we're in the same business, but not exactly the same business. You know, most singers are in the Jewish music CD business because they're in the wedding business. Right. So for them, the wedding business is the ikar. That's the main thing. And then the CD is, is pre- pretty much promotional for the purpose of them singing at weddings, singing right. at simchas. So therefore, all the pre-promotion of putting out a song and putting out a song and putting out a video before the album or whatever is sort of heading towards that. Miami's completely the opposite. I mean, Miami puts out CDs for the purpose of the concerts right. and for the concerts for the purpose of the albums. Right. So it's its own world. So therefore, the idea of putting out in advance... It really doesn't make there's that no much. There's no reason for it. There's no reason for But we did do the, the countdown. Right. Right. Which but is I, cool. As something different. Right. Because, again, these days you want to grab people with social media, get them excited, and keep them up. To, you do that every day because these days right. you have to do stuff every day. Otherwise, it gets lost. Right. And, and, and you made sure to count down. Right, and, I, and, and I have to blame all the people around me. <laughs> because they know what they're doing, huh? Every, everybody, everybody was telling me. <laughs> all uh, the young people, huh? Yeah, yeah, my, my kids who are not young kids anymore. <laughs> But and they're more familiar than you might be. Tati, right? how could you not do this? How could you not do that? You know, and I'm used to the idea of, you know, going back many, many years ago. How did you? How did we promote an album? We put out the album. We went on the Nachum Siegel show, and I aired in the Jewish press. <laughs> That's the end of that. That was and it. And waited for the next concert. And why did that work? Because everybody listened to the Nachum Siegel show, Correct. and everybody saw the Jewish press. Correct. So that was it. Correct. That was it. But today, we're talking about this wider thing where everybody's really not doing one thing. Right. And so, and that, and also... And you know the benefit of the flip side, obviously, that we're reaching more people. I mean, the world's so much smaller now that, you know, people who never thought of tuning in right now are watching and listening to us, you know, years later. So. Yeah, the flip side, I right. guess. The flip side of it. We just have to know. get used to that, that it's a good flip side. Yeah. Well, I think that there is... You know, the, the the way that it was being presented to me was, you don't understand, not everybody's reading a newspaper. Right. That type of an idea. Uh-huh. And that's not... Meet people where they are, what they're doing now. You want to do what they're doing now. No, it, it's like I had telling people that the album is coming out in all the major newspapers. Right. And then some lady, I don't know, called... No, I'm, no, I'm going back to the concerts Pesach. Right. Pesach, the advertising for everywhere, every newspaper. Right. So some lady called the hotline right. to buy tickets, and we asked somebody asked her, "Well, how did you know about the show?" She was from Borough Park. Right. She says, "Oh, but uh, I don't I don't know what the accent was. Right. I won't do the accent, but she said, oh, I, I stood on the in- Borough Park from the Instagram.' Yep, yep. No, so that completely, yep. I couldn't understand that. Yep. You know, so that was like shock number one. And that was before sure. before Pesach. So the different world, oh, right? Yeah. Um. Can I assume you're the composer of all 13 songs? Well, you didn't read the, the notes. No, I didn't prepare well enough for this. Well, I only wrote it once. The reason I... There, oh, it's I, only I, there I, one time? I, I only wrote in the credits one time. <laughs> the reason right. I ask is because you're now surrounded by people, uh, as you mentioned, some of your kids, etc., who are actually composers. There are They are following in your footsteps when it comes to that. Yeah, so well, are you alone yeah. as in terms of the credit or not? Yeah, that still stays the same. <laughs> <laughs> You're still the sole composer on this But my one. kids, yeah, they're very, uh, they're quite talented. Yeah, like, I met one of them backstage, had a two-minute conversation with him on Pesach. Seemed like a really focused, 
gifted music person. Like he just, I don't know, for those couple of minutes, it seemed like he, 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 <clears throat> he's, he's got it. Yeah, so. well, I'm, he might be talking about my married son, Hananya. Yeah. And he, he's quite focused into uh, what he's doing. He, he you know, he's very much, you know, the sounds of what to do and right. the songs and today's sound and, and also the psychology of the business where he thinks are and the psychology of social media and all that. Right. So, but all my kids really very, very focused into their niche, if that's the word niche, yeah, or, yeah. You know, whatever. Works. Works. And, um, you know, they hear from Tati what he thinks, you know. <laughs> and then they correct you. <laughs> well, then they're sort of doing their own thing. Right. But a little there. Understood, know. right. They, so, build, they build on your experience to improve. Direction they want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I see you're, you're hesitant to say it. They're all yours. Uh, Esmach Bashem, obviously a big hit. I assume the one that's most talked about so far, right? Well, Esmach Bashem is, uh, you know, very accepted. The second song is is making a lot of waves, Shalachahi, which is Lom Vo'ed. Right. And there's just a bunch of songs, I mean, which are, you know, having a... Um, a great impact. You know, it's interesting. I don't know if this is true or not, but how does a person know what songs are the most popular that are being sold on iTunes? How does okay. a person from his own well, album? From, no, from his own album. Oh, of the thirteen. Yeah. How does a person know? So I I, I went to iTunes yeah. to take a look, and I maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean, I never asked anybody this. Yeah. But if you go to iTunes and you check out an album. Right. So let's say you go to Yachmiel Biyan Ami Boys Choir on iTunes. So it shows there, it says songs as well as albums. Songs and has lists of songs. But certain songs are listed first. Like albums are first. So I assume that the songs that are first are are selling the most, at least now. And sure enough, so I went yesterday, the day before, to take a look. And it says, of all the albums, now we're talking about 40 albums, right? right? The first song of songs... Is Esmach Bashem. Right. Second song is Shalachahi. Right. Third song is Adon Olam. <laughs> the, the old Adon Olam. Yeah. That's great. And then it goes back to, you know, Shalom from the new album, and then it goes to Yevo. <laughs> so if somebody wanted to purchase individual songs from this, they can. On iTunes, right. they, they can, they do, can that. do that. They can do that. But I suggest they don't. Right. You, you suggest they get the <laughs> full would you, album. Why would you want to do that for? <laughs> After all, an album is like, you know, it's, it's, it's one big story. It's one well, big Well, for another reason. Because sometimes you have albums. There's only one good song. Right. Only two good songs. Not in this case. Not in this case. <laughs> so why would you only want to buy one? That's what. That's what basically. Let's do the title track. Your Achmiel begun is here. He alluded to Le'olam Vaed forever. It is the title track, and it's in slot number two. The way we used to uh, refer to things on CDs and on LPs uh, here, slot two. here at uh, at JM in the. Well, and what's the first song on the second side? I guess in this case it would be Tzvilas uh, Chopa. <laughs> I guess you would have fit six songs on the first side, right? In, in this case, well, six or seven. You know, there are people who print vinyl who actually—I should say press vinyl. There are people who still create. We're going to do that also as soon as people go out to buy, get their record players right. from the basement. But I'm not kidding; people still do it. Well, you must know that. Yeah, that well. there's still a a market for it, which is amazing. Not in our market, but I'm saying no. in general. All right, more coming up. It's a title track. Your Achmiel begun is in our studio. It's a new music alert Thursday at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. <laughs> I should be careful saying that, by the way. I said Sadir Achmiel, after all, what can go wrong? And we know too much in concerts what can go wrong. Anyway, nothing wrong with this. It's an amazing brand new album entitled La Olam Vaid Forever, Miami. Is brand new. Uh, the first brand new album, and how long would you say this was? Three a- years and about four months. Did you work on this for three and a half years, or you took a long break and then picked it up? The process of a new album, oh yeah, is in the area of two years. Right. But every other album that you do before that is part of the process as well. Right. So the actual work is about two years. A year of composing, about a year of composing. Uh, and then maybe a year and a half of composing, and it gets pretty serious in the summer before. That summer is always a, a serious time of composing. And then the actual, but comes to the actual recording, that goes pretty fast. Why the summer? Why is the summer a serious time for uh, Because composing? for me at least, it's a relaxing time, and I can't compose. At you least. need a clearer head to compose. Yeah, I can't have heavy things on my head and compose. Maybe I was able to do that you know, 30 years ago, I don't remember, you know, I could post any time. Maybe I did, but it's become a summer thing. Right. When I say summer, I mean yeah. starting a month after Pesach. Right. All the way to- Once the dishes are away. The dishes are to, away. To and the point. concerts are finished right. and stuff. In this situation, because I had to get the album out, and I didn't get it out on, you know, when I wanted to really get it out before Purim, but right. before Purim time, I just couldn't, it was too, too rushed because- you know, we started recording with the choir this album in um, late November. Right. And it was short. You know, we didn't have an extra month this year. So the album was, we, uh, you know, I saw the writing on the wall. It wasn't going to come out. And um, pretty much as we got closer to Pesach. So then it came out now. Uh, and, uh, you know, I figured I had a lot of time from Pesach to the album. Right. But uh, before you knew it, you know, this has to be fixed and that has to be done and that has to be changed. So that became busy. So I, I've asked you questions like this before, but I'm so curious. Mm-hmm. You, you heard the refrain, right? Shalchahi, Shalchahi. You heard right, it as right. the song came to an end. Are, are you hearing that as you're composing it? Are you already imagining that type of, you know, arrangement or however, you know, one like yourself would refer to it when you're sitting composing the song or putting it together for the first time? Most of the time... When you make a song, you know, let's say, let's say there's no piano at all. Let's say making a song, uh, driving the car and hitting the steering wheel. Literally, right? which you've done countless times. Countless times <laughs> over the years, right. right. And then you record it. <laughs> like in the olden days, you didn't have a phone with right. a recorder. Right. So the olden days, you had to run home and put it on the tape recorder. Right. I remember once... Right. You you thought of a great line or whatever you right. musicians right. thing in my studio, really, and you asked me for a napkin because you had to write the musical notes so you would remember it later on. Really, yeah, I remember that happening once. So now you have the voice note thing, and you just and you just turn on your. Well, phone. I was in Eretz Yisrael one year doing some shows or something. I don't know what, and it was Erev Shabbos. Right. It was like fifteen minutes before Shabbos, and a melody of a certain something like a. 10 seconds only came to my head. Right. I didn't have my tape recorder. There was no phone. I didn't know what to do. So what did I do? So I called home. Answering machine? And my answering machine. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So these things, but what I, what my point was I wanted to answer your question yeah. was, is that the music is in your head. You're composing within music. Right. So you hear, you hear chords. Even though you don't know, you know, but it's what, never the arrangement that it ends up so being. So when you're making the song in your mind, you 
it's all part of what you hear the arrangement, what it will be. Right. So if it's Shalach so at the end, you know, you're hoping that it's going to come out right at the end. But it's, right. it's mixed in when you're making the song. Uh, we're a little bit limited on time, but there's a song I wanted to ask you about because mm-hmm. maybe I could put it on. Maybe I could put it on the background. I think it's this one. Okay. The Mazel Tov song includes this words Ashabara or, or or some type of wedding. No, it's Od Yishama. Od Yishama, okay. And it goes into Mazel Tov. Okay, so right, Od Yishama right. to Mazel Tov. The song is called Mazel Tov. Now, right. I, I'm always curious about this. And maybe it's just a, maybe I'm dreaming this, but am I right that, that you have a large catalog of songs that include the words Ashabara, Od Yishama, you know the 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 wedding type, or is it really only two or three or three or four? And I'm 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 not realizing that it's not the ten or twenty that I'm thinking of in all your collection. I don't know. I would have to think it through. We know the first wedding song that I ever made was Mahera, right? And on the Kali Yisrael Together album, right. does, does it prevent you so, from making other wedding songs because you've done so many others? Because a lot of the slow ones, right. you might say to yourself, oh, no, it's going to sound too similar. Already you may think because it's slow and it's a ballad, it sounds similar. And then on top of that, you'll say, because it's wedding-themed, it's really going to sound similar. Because it's all in that, or that never comes to mind. I don't think I ever, you know, I ever f- f- uh, focused in on that. So it's not a big deal. I'm but, making a big deal out of nothing. No, you're not making a big deal out of nothing. <laughs> you're making a big deal out of something important. <laughs> but I'm saying is that Mahira, for example. Right. And then I did another Mahir on the Yavai Correct, album. I remember that. So I And you had an Ashabara before that. But I was in a different place five years ago or six years ago or eight years ago than I was 24 years ago. So it's a different wedding song. It's a different type of song. Yes, so it, it, it just... Because, because didn't you compose a song for your own wedding? Am I right for The your, first Mahira, yeah. Right. Well, was, uh, yeah, so... And then did you compose for your kid's wedding or not? Ooh, very good. That, that, the other Mahira right. was for Hananya's wedding. So there you go. And they're very right. different, obviously. And the times were different. The right. world was different. And as a composer, you're sort of picking up from the world. And that, that's in that's in the songs. Right. We know about composers who are always picking up on their own personal experiences. But right. you would say even the world situation influences right. your... For example, I, coming here, there was very bad traffic on the FDR. Right. So that goes into a song sometime in the summer. That traffic wouldn't have been there 25 years ago. Right. But I'm joking around. But, no, right, but, but your point is that everything will add into the whole experience. I'm in a different place. The world is a different place. And, and as a composer, and you're composing for 45 years now, right. since Toronto Pirchi, I'm composing right. 1973, you're composing based on where the Jewish world is, where the world is, everything, and sort of... If, that, that's why it's, it doesn't really make that much of a difference if the words are the same. If age and then children and, please God, grandchildren, you know, make make us and, and people in general, let's say, softer or more sensitive or whatever it is, are, are you less of an aggressive composer because you're now this far down the road? Is you, want, it, you want to know if I'm more chilled out, like they say today? Yeah, and, 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 and are we missing something? Because you don't have that youthful, I say aggressiveness, but the real word, I guess, would be energy. You know, is, is 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 does that make things different because of the? I, I think that, that, that I, I think life? that as it, since I'm composing so long, so I'm just more maybe more confident. But as far as the energy, I mean, the energy of the songs in this album are much more energetic than was in Pesiata de in '84, right? Because of just the style of what it the was. The sound you always talk about the big sound, etc. And also right. the, everything energy today is much right. more driving, and the way right. the songs are composed. So you get a 
you know, compare uh, Kela Kavod to right. Shalachahi. I mean, There's energy. No comparison. But I think as a composer, you're just more confident in, 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 your, in your composing. You walked in here today and essentially said to me off the air, I mean, I, I don't want people to think you just volunteered this. I, I was in conversation with you. And, and one of the things you said is, that, yes, Nahum, there is a lot of great material on this album. Now, you've said this before, but you yourself <clears> will agree that there have been some really hot albums and there have been others that were not as hot. But but it, but to me, it seems, and again, based on the reaction out there, that you're accurate in this case, really accurate. That does, how do you know it? How do you know before we hear any of it that that we are really going to love this material? Well, usually my first barometer, besides obviously my family, they right. listen to the songs, but my strong barometer is the choir. You know, when I'm singing to 25 kids, 30 kids, and the kids come from Mayarba, Confos, New York, New Jersey. Right. And if I'm sing, if we're doing songs, and after after teaching them three, four, five, seven, eight, nine songs, and I ask them, okay, what songs do you like best? And there's different votes, sort of, to say of what they like, and it's not just one song that they like best. So that becomes the first barometer. Right. And the second barometer is the fact that, you know, yes, every album that comes out, I always think that's the greatest album from that since you know starting then. Right. But in this album, I, all the songs. You know, I just felt that I had hit a different spot with the songs, with the style, and it was sort of a fresh thing. And so that's why there's 13 songs on the album, because I couldn't eliminate wow. any of the songs. Now, I know other people put out 13-song albums, too, but for me, I never did that. So I felt very strong about the songs. I thought it was a statement that today, again, people are into the singles and into releasing a couple of songs at a time, and you are showing the world, hey... I'm not just. I'm doubling down. I'm not just giving you a ten song, you know, CD. I'm giving you thirteen to prove a point that we're we're keeping this format of Miami. Well, subconsciously, maybe it was there also right. what you're saying. Right. But I think just consciously, somebody in the music business asked me. He says, "Why did you do thirteen songs? You shouldn't do ten. It's not necessary." Right. So I said, because musically, I had more what to say, and sometimes as a composer, you just feel like you have more to say, and more to give over, and the choir also lent itself because it's some unbelievable sounding choir and some great vocalists we've had this discussion about different sounding choirs and that, right we had yeah. and, and the sound of the soloist and the choir was such you know there was what to express the song right. so the combination of things i guess your achmiel begun is here we only have a few minutes left and it's a shame that it's a tight thursday maybe we should have done it on a different day where i could just keep going till 10 o'clock because there's just so much to say um, uh, we got to do another song. We'll do Shalom. Is that okay with you? We'll do Shalom. We could do Shalom, or you can do which one do you want? Seven. That's what I was thinking. Maybe that's Tfilas Chopa. Yeah, that's a ver- that's being uh, ex- you know. Tell making, me why making... this is so special. Well, Tfilas Chopa. These are words that I found sometime. I guess it was in the summer, like we said, right. and it was just unbelievable words about Adachopa. That uh, what you misspell, what everybody's misspell for the Chasanakal. Different right. type of words. And it's sung by a very a special soloist, um, a boy from uh, a boy from the choir. One one voice on the one song. One voice only. Wow! Right. So it's and, not even a choir song. It's a one voice song. Right. And that's why I, I thought that maybe your, your listeners should hear it. Okay. There's a bunch of songs in the album we can go through so much. Yeah. But it's something different. Maybe you I'll know? invite you back. We'll do even more. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but the FDR may not be friendly enough for you to do that. <laughs> so there's a nine to ten spot available. I didn't know that. So. Well, on a, on, a, on a different day, I would just extend and keep you here for a while, but today's not the day for uh-huh. that, unfortunately. Tfilas Chopa is uh, that, that special song. And um, 
As soon as I made it. Right, you knew it. I knew right away I had something new. Your Achmiel begins here. It's called Tefillah Schuppa. Facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network to see us now on Facebook Live. And here we go with the song in slot number seven on the brand new 13th song CD at JM in the AM.
JM and the AM, a song called Tfila Schuppa. Brand new Miami. The gentleman singing that song is named Levy. Yes. What's Ele- his first name? Elio Levy. Elio Levy. He's been with you for a while? A couple of years, sure. Sure. He's put in his time with Miami? Yes. He put in. <laughs> He's actually, paid his dues? Actually, like I was telling you off the air, he was in the 100 Voice Choir, right. Right. which was... As many of the current members you said were. Right, 100 right. Voice Choir, and he was you know, part of the best voices from New York, New Jersey that we did that year. Right. And then he went into Miami, as other members did as well. Uh, app comments coming through. You, listener Yitzchak, big fan of your Achmiel Begun Miami Boys Choir. Thank you. He says he has the brand new CD. Uh, one of our listeners says, I disagree with your Achmiel Begun. I think everyone still listens to the Nachum Siegel show. <laughs> That's great. And one listener asks, I there- wasn't referring to Nachum Siegel. I was referring to the, to the newspapers. I know, I'm That's what I was referring to. And then um, one writes, is there a way to see the booklet? That comes with the CD if I bought the iTunes version. How does that work? You should know is that I was struggling with that issue. You'd like to do it, right? I wanted to do it, but then they had an entire list of things. Uh, requirements? Require- and one of them, which I figured it wasn't going to be so difficult, and you know, and it said that it had to be, the booklet had to be designed horizontally. Mm. The PDF, when we right. create it, had certain, uh, it comes down... Vertically, right. the booklet is designed, even though it opens up horizontally, so horizontally right. but when it's designed by the artists and it's outputted by what they call a PDF file. Right. So the whole thing would have had to have been redesigned and it was just like, you know, late. Right. So, and, and it's, I don't think you can add it on later, but yeah, I, w- I would have loved that it would be there. I think that's it's, right. It's I, figured, a minus. I figured you'd prefer that people had it, but if people want and they e- email us, you know, at, uh, at our email address, which is why band Miami at AOL will send it to them. Why band, which is YB and Yachmiel Begun Miami. You know, why band. So YB Miami. and Miami at, at, at uh, AOL. At AOL, you will send yeah. the booklet. Um, all yeah. right, let me do a couple of things. We're gonna ha- we have to wrap up, but before, just think about what song we should wrap up with if you don't mind. Let me just remind our listeners that we have a full schedule today. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up next, Charlie Harari with Unlocking Greatness, 9.30, Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder, the latest political news on Spin Class. 10 o'clock, Jew in the City Speaks. Allison Joseph speaks with Ashley Blaker, who was here earlier in the week. Miriam L. Wallach and I do a per- parade preview during That's Life coming up at 10.30 this morning. At 11, we'll do a uh, a truncated live lunch uh, from 11 until 12. And then at 12 o'clock, we'll be at the Achiezer headquarters in uh, the five towns as they do their special summer camping emergency campaign. Uh, the program will be Le'ilu Nishmas, Yaakov Mordechai, Ben Avraham, Lipa Cohen, and Le'ilu Nishmas, Le'a Malko, Bas Shalom Yaakov, plus in honor of her for Shlema, for Chaim Shlomo Zalman, Ben Liba Brindle. It's all happening today. Don't forget, Celebrate Israel Parade is Sunday. We are presented by Ale. Our coverage is presented by Ale. We'll be on Fifth Avenue from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. Make sure to tune in and uh, enjoy the sights and sounds of Fifth Avenue. Again, Ale presents the Celebrate Israel Parade coverage for us at the Nahum Siegel Network. And a big thank you to Carmel Winery, Rothenberg Law Firm, Uden's Appliances, and the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. For sponsoring Sunday as well. All right, your choice. We have to wrap things up. Number three. Number th- and it's funny, I asked you earlier about number three. It's a good right. song. It's right. a good song. Yeah. It's called Shalom, as we say Shalom. Shalom to you, Nachum, as well. <laughs> I uh I take I let me just get number three set. Right. I take this opportunity to wish you continued Hatzlacha. I I was I was like many other people wondering if you in fact could in twenty eighteen uh, make a splash, a significant splash in the world of Jewish music. And look what you've done. It's an amazing brand new album. Appreciate it very much, Nachum. So Baruch Hashem. 
for both of us, Mr. Shem. Amen. It's called La'olam Va'ed Forever. We wrap up with a song entitled Shalom, Yerachmiel Begun, and the Miami Boys Choir. My thanks, Yerachmiel Begun, for visiting us on a new music alert Thursday at JM in the AM. My brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world and the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.